Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. In the air to deep left field, down the line towards the corner, it is gone! A home run! Fernando's gone deep again in L.A. Fernando Tatis Jr. homered off Kershaw in the third. He repeats the act in the fifth. Oh, yeah, stutter step around third. There's something about this anniversary, about his dad hitting two grand slams in one inning, and Fernando going deep for the second time. No doubter. He is crushing tonight. On the BetQL Audio Network. Not a disappointment this weekend between the Dodgers and Padres. It was going to be tough to live up to what we saw last weekend, but they did just that, capping it off with Sunday Night Baseball. Welcome to NFL Draft Week. This is BetQL Daily. It's Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat with you for the next three hours. And uh, I apologize for the confusion, but get used to it. This is the usual schedule. This is what it's been. So if you're ever wondering, it's myself and Horvat on Mondays and Wednesdays. Myself and Ranji on Tuesdays and Fridays. Then we got the three-man weave usually working on Thursdays. Myself, Horvat, and Ross Tucker. Got it? Yeah, I know. It's confusing. Sorry about it. Uh, John Heyman, MLB insider for, for Odyssey and the MLB Network will drop by later on this hour. Michael Felder to start out hour number two at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. Love talking college football with him. Uh, this is a guy that really studies the tape from stadium. So I want to get his perspective on some of these draft picks and some of the props that are available to wager on. And uh, speaking of wager on draft props, the Circus Sports out in Las Vegas, they have the most offerings of any book in the country. So we're going to talk with Jeffrey Benson about that. Where's the money coming in on? Where they sit on some of these props? The entire process. Looking forward to that. Eli Hershkovitz, the executive producer. Jake Hassan is our board doc. Jake Galley on graphics. Dylan Burns is directing. Big day yesterday, Horvat. Not only in sports, but I got the follow from Jake Hassan on Twitter. It's huge. Huge. So did I. What is this? Whoa. What's going on? Like all of a sudden, now, now you know what? I've been on, working on the show for a while. Now I think I'll give the guys a follow. Oh, Dylan got it too. Like, oh, I guess he decided, I guess I'll st- stick around with the BetQL Audio Network. We made we made an executive decision yesterday. Wait, what's this we? What's this we? The Is people, the, the people you? at Jake Hassan Incorporated. We had a yes. we had a we had a meeting, we had a board meeting, and yes. uh, you know, we, we made some decisions. We made some personnel decisions. Okay. I have a lot of questions. We will get to those over the next three hours, but uh, a lot of sports to discuss and how do you start anywhere but Padres Dodgers, man? I mean, Tatis, five homers in the series. Uh, the San Diego Padres lead the season series now four to three. What does stink 
after having these great series, uh, back-to-back weekends here, this intensity, the October intensity in April, now you're going to have to wait for these two teams to play to late June. So if you want to go on vacation for Major League Baseball, if uh, it's not your thing, um, I get it. But we're still going to be betting it like crazy because both of us had a good day, Horvat, yesterday. Yeah, had a great day, had a great weekend. The only problem is it's Monday and uh, my coffee cup wasn't available. My wife stole it, so I'm working with wifey for lifey today is what I'm drinking my uh, cup of joe out of. I think my wife got this when we were married. God. Yeah, I I was I, I brought this to work one time, and uh, Roy Butler, all the former NFL <laughs> obviously gave me a hard time. What a series that was this weekend. We got a little bit of everything, and that's a real rivalry. The wait, stuff- wait, you traveled to work with an open container like that? Like, not a travel mug for coffee, but in just a regular coffee cup? You took it in the car, and then you took it into work? Yeah, yeah, man. I didn't have a, so I didn't have a traveler's mug available one day, and this is during the pandemic, like when COVID first still hit, and I was one of the only people still going to the station, so our coffee delivery shipment wasn't coming in. Cups weren't getting washed. I wasn't going to wash the work coffee cups or anything. You know, that's not that, that's a little bit above my pay grade. It's a space. little odd. So I traveled with this thing one morning, and uh, it just happened to be a day where like everybody came in socially distant. We had a meeting, and I got a hard time for it. But um, and you no. you didn't? Did you bring it empty, or did you have? liquid in it when you drove no i had liquid in it i have a nice big cup holder it didn't spill all over the place a little bit yeah it did yeah of course it did (laughs) or dunkin donuts or any local establishment for coffee but nothing was available uh it was something that i had to do and now here i am drinking out of it again but great weekend we got a little bit of everything in that series the trevor bauer stuff was great on uh saturday night the Mm -hmm. press conference was great and uh that series now that game last night I almost live bet the Padres as well, and, and I did stay away. Um, I stayed away. I still can't believe that, though. I still can't believe that. And then we get to extra innings. Oh, I stayed up for that whole game. That you was, can't believe what? Just the way that that went down. They go down oh, seven yeah. all game, man. The way that yeah. they come back and they win that, the way that they take that series. I mean, that's going to be something to monitor all season long because – Everybody that we talk to and, uh, you know, we'll have John Heyman on the show and we had John Heyman on our local station as well. And everybody continues to say the two best teams in the National League are the Padres and the Dodgers. And it's just crazy that they're in the same division. So the Padres are going to have to I mean, every game really matters for them because they're probably going to have to get a wild card spot. The Dodgers are ridiculous, although who knows? But that series was great. We had a little bit of everything in Major League Baseball this weekend. Really good weekend. Are they the two best teams in Major League Baseball? That's the question. We'll ponder that with John Heyman probably later on in the hour. I was on the the Mets team total. Shop around, people. We always say this. Uh, I saw some books had posted at four, and there was a three and a half available. I took the over three and a half. They score four runs early in the game against Patrick Corbin, our best friend who fade all season long. So the Mets, the Mets were a winner. I texted you in the morning about the strikeout prop on both sides of that Cubs Brewers game. And with with Arietta, we were concerned because he had a 28 pitch first. But then after that, I don't believe he allowed a hit after the second batter of the game. There were some walks uh, throughout the contest, but he had a 1.15 up, 15 down. Arietta was amazing. He goes way over the K prop of four and a half. Every time you see a team like Milwaukee that has an outsized strikeout rate like that, and the prop on the opposing pitcher on the other side is four and a half. You take the over every single time, especially when it is not juice. We talked about Woodruff going over seven and a half. That one hit as well. And my loser on the day, and I told you this last week, 
I told you this, that we should be betting Oakland every day. However, if I jump in at any point, that means the A's winning streak would end. My one bet during the winning streak on the Oakland Athletics was yesterday. But uh, it was close to a toss-up against Baltimore. I, I felt there were some reasons to, to jump on that. But that was my lone loss of the day overall. A good day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, yeah, I had a really good day as well. I was actually kind of surprised that we got that strikeout number. I mean, Arietta's number's been four and a half pretty much all season. I thought it might go up a little mm-hmm. bit because of the Brewers lineup. You brought up that lineup. And also, they're banged up right now. No Christian Yelich in that lineup. No Lorenzo Cain. So they're relying on guys like Billy McKinney. Didn't look good, like you said, in the top of the first. Bases loaded. He walks in the first run. I didn't think he was going to make it out of the second inning, but Jake Arrieta has been really good. You know, the first, it was a short sample size where he saw the Pirates twice. So I said, okay, he's going to come back down to earth. I hope we continue to get numbers like that. And then with uh, Corbin Burns, or I'm sorry, with Brandon Woodruff, the only concern always is how long is Craig Council going to ride him once that pitch count does start going up? I don't think he's made it out of this. I don't think he's went past the seventh inning so far. Again, it's it's early, uh, but I love those numbers. I almost went in with you on the A's and, and tried to ride that hot streak. Lucky I stayed off. So that was your only loss. Yeah, right. huh? yeah, yeah, I was good with that. Made for a good okay. day. How about you? That's a good Sunday right there. Yeah, the only loss I had yesterday, the only loss I had, I did have the under in the Dodgers-Padres game, which the Padres uh, went over the total themselves by scoring eight. Oh, wow. Yeah, got it at seven and a half. High-scoring game the night before. Thought we were going to get a pitcher duel. Did go with the Dustin May strikeout prop. Those continue to cash. You know, Joe, like, as much as I love sides and totals, I continue to play unders, underdogs. Underdogs continue to cash. Did The favorites did have a good day the other day on Saturday, finally. But these strikeout props are where it's at. And I'm looking tonight, and I see like four or five spots, two pitchers in the same game in this Miami-Milwaukee uh, game. I'm going to continue to play these all year long. Now, do you play any of the other props? Because like last night, for example, I saw Max Mundy, Max Muncy over a half a base. And, you know, I haven't really got into that. You know, I saw some people were playing Tatis to Homer yesterday, and they were getting four to one odds. I wish I would have jumped in on that. For you, is it all about the pitcher props, or are you playing anything else? Because some of this stuff does have my interest. But I don't really play anything but the pitching props. Now on the strikeout props, what is frustrating? So we're doing we're both in the central time zone. We're doing we're starting the show at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times half the starting pitchers don't have props available or not at the books that we use. So we're going off some books that are legal outside of this state to try and get a gauge. And we're hoping that once they're posted at the available books by us, that they follow the market and they jump on those numbers. That's frustrating. I was actually going to mention this because I know there are some books like BetMGM that that do have for starting pitcher, every starting pitcher, the prop for earned runs over and under. Yeah. Uh, for the guys in the lineup, total bases, runs scored, all that stuff. Unless I'm missing it, I don't see any of that available. So to answer your question, no, I'm not betting on it. At a point, it does get to be too much. Like you can't focus on everything. First five, full game, total. 
K-props, this, you know, that, you know, you're going to be prepping for hours and hours. It's just information overload. Then you're out thinking yourself like it gets to be too much. You want to hone in on one or two specific markets. But for the audience, I'd like to be able to talk about that on the show. I do think we should probably should spend more time on uh, on home run stuff. And I have an idea. And once we get past the NFL draft, I think we'll do more of that on the show. Yeah, because there's just so many different ways to attack these games rather than just sides and totals. And I wish this was around forever, you know, and especially in the NBA this year, man, if I was just playing sides and totals, I'd be down on the year most likely. But the player props, especially early in the season, now the market's kind of caught on a little bit. But there's just so many things I should be taking advantage of. And I was angry with myself that, I mean, you brought it up, what did Tatis at five homers this weekend? Think how much money I would have brought in with that. Yeah, yeah. But he's probably the favorite to hit a homer every single game. Okay, so I I keep seeing people mention this. Uh, For the record, by the way, uh, Mad Bum did not throw an official no-hitter. Am I missing it? Are there people on the other side saying 100% yes, it's the same thing as a nine-inning no-hitter? I I don't really see that. So what's the debate here? Right, right. Uh, I did my morning show in Milwaukee, and uh, me, my co-host, and then our producer, we went around man, seven innings. Now, again, I have no problem with like the Diamondbacks honoring it and his teammates celebrating with them. You just, you went out there, you allowed no hits through seven innings, but how many times have we seen no hitters get brought up, broke up with eight and two thirds or in the ninth inning and you start looking we at, saw it, we saw it with Rodon. Yeah. Perfect see, game. Oh, so this was my problem. Like with the rule changes, I get last year, it was a 60 game season. So the double headers, the seven innings, universal DH, the extra inning rule, which I actually do like, uh, loved Mm -hmm. it last night, especially, but I knew that we were going to have this issue. And especially in baseball, which is different than any other sport where we were going to get a no hitter in seven innings. And then there was going to be this debate. I'm not counting it. it. It was a seven inning, no hitter. I don't even know why this conversation is still going on. I mean, I guess I kind of get it. But no, I'm not counting that. Absolutely. Okay, we don't have to count it, but it I don't have a problem with it being recognized either. With you know an what ast- I mean? Yeah. Eh, whatever with the asterisk. I'm so sick of hearing asterisk, asterisk, everything in baseball with an asterisk. Whatever. No, you can just recognize it. Here are your list of doubleheader no-hitters, which were seven innings in length. I mean, I don't have an issue with that. But just yeah. don't group it in with all the other nine-inning ones. I mean, six extra outs is big. You know what was more impressive? than just Mad Bum's performance alone, that you had a doubleheader. So we got 14 innings against one of the best offenses in baseball. I get it. Uh, this year, what we have so far to work with are not one of the best offenses. If you have any sense, you know that the Braves have one of the best lineups in the game. And usually when you see no-hitters, when you see perfect games and you toss, it's against the bottom feeders. Atlanta, one of the best offenses in the game, and in a doubleheader, Gallon and Mad Bum go 14 innings, no runs, one hit. That's more impressive than what Mad Bum did alone. And Gallon gets completely lost in the shuffle with this conversation. Yeah, because he threw a one hitter in seven innings, for sure. For sure. That was kind of amazing. And I keep waiting for, like, just going back to the Braves real quick in that offense. You know, it looks like they're kind of picking it up and they're going to get right. And then they have a weekend and then a day like yesterday where the bats just won't come alive. Um, impressive stuff again. And I have no problem. Like if they recognize it, but right. I mean, we just mm-hmm. got talking about this last week when Ross was on with us and he said that he finds the no hitter to be the most underrated thing in all of sports. Yeah, we, we don't need to yeah. I go with triple doubles. I watched Joe. I saw like nine triple doubles this weekend in the NBA, but not only, for Russell Westbrook yesterday. <laughs> I only saw one no hitter though. Um, yeah, so yeah. no problem with them recognizing it, but again, it was a seven inning, no end header, no hitter. So not that impressive. 
Uh, something we do have to mention, because we've been harping on the number of underdogs that have been hitting throughout the season. Let's look at the last three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Favorites, uh, they had, we had more favorites get home on Sunday. Okay, nine and seven, not a big deal. Last three days, though, regression, big time. It kind of makes me feel better about taking underdogs moving forward since we had a big run of favorites on Friday and Saturday. Last three days, favorites 30 and 13. So they have the lead on the season. Yeah, good weekend for the favorites. I'm going back to the dogs this week, though. No, it's fine. Yeah, I, I just want to point it out since, since we've been harping dogs, dogs, dogs. Well, the favorites have a pretty big lead right now. Uh, NBA, well, I mentioned what West, Russell Westbrook did not have a great game, but uh, the Bucks lose against Atlanta without Trey Young. I've been telling you for a while now, and I can't wait till we get to the postseason to fade your Milwaukee Bucks. I'm probably going to be with you. And yeah. what a great spot we had with Bogdanovich over 19 and a half points after the Bucks butchered that deal. Every time he plays the Bucks, it's a revenge game. Take his point total over. 